the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to yet another episode of the Theology Alive podcast. We are back. Um, Isaac doesn't have the mic, but he is here. It I'm is here. The two I'm of here. us. Sorry, it's because there's more than one person, but yes. it is it is good. I hope that you guys enjoyed uh, the first uh, episode back. Mm. Uh, go back and listen to it if you haven't. Uh, first episode of 2023. Yep. And I hope that you guys will stick with us today. Maybe it's worth year. noting. Maybe it's worth noting that um, we... We are sort of going through a teething period again mm. with our sound quality and all that stuff because we've got a new guy helping <laughs> us with production, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, so The one thing that he also needs to get used to is to be thrown under the bus yes. like the previous one. That's, that's, so that, that's sort of, it comes mm-hmm. with, it's the package of the yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, every producer is, is guilty mm-hmm. for all our sins. Well, it's part of the job. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so we hopefully this episode will be, will be clearer um, and the volume balance will be better uh, but it is good to have you with us uh, we, we are continuing uh, with sort of a a uh, a prime a primer series before we get into any any discussions and any topics just really talking and thinking about the fundamentals or the I- important mm. ingredients that we or important disciplines that's a better word yeah, Import, yeah. important right. disciplines uh, that we need in the faith but before we before we get there we do have a special guest yeah in fact, uh, Tolamo has said uh, that uh, we should call this episode "Tap Goes International." Yeah, Bec- my I I just wonder, like, if we were videoing, we would need subtitles. We would, <laughs> we would. I, I mean, we've needed subtitles for a while because we've we've had a a, a person from Brazil. Yeah. Uh, but but now. <laughs> <laughs> but but now we have Brazil, we have Scotland, mm. um, and we have South Africa. So uh, it, it is it is going to be an interesting episode. But we we do have a brother with us uh, by the name of Daniel. Uh, he'll pronounce his surname because apparently we are butchering it. So maybe tell us what is your name and surname, and where are you from? So yeah, as Jabba introduced me, I am Daniel Monday from Scotland, uh, not too far from here. Um, uh, well, yeah, you're, you're being generous. That's yeah. that's very far from here. <laughs> so I am sent over here as a six-week placement as part of my Bible college course back in Scotland, and I live in a town just south of Glasgow, and that's mm. where my Bible college is. Sure. It it f- it feels like Isaac that we have uh, 
uh, Sinclair Ferguson in the house. Right. Uh, <laughs> it, it feels like it feels that way. Uh, but anyway, Daniel, maybe just tell us a bit about um, uh, your testimony, your salvation testimony. Um, and and then you could end it off by telling us um, about, I think you've already said, um, you, he's joining us here at Central as part of a six-week placement from Bible College. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, he's basically one of the interns. So we, we started the year with uh, two interns, um, and now we're ending, we ending the month with three, um, as, as Daniel will leave us just before, just before Easter. I just want to say, so we were talking this week. Mm. Apparently for two days, Tolamo was the number one intern <laughs> <laughs> because Jesus started yes. <laughs> on the third. Yes. <laughs> and so, and so, so the first and so, second. So, yeah, that is about the only time that Tolamo uh, felt, was felt like he intern. was the favorite. Because he was the only one. <laughs> and then now we know he's number three because <laughs> Daniel has come and he's already taken number two. <laughs> Listen, Daniel, you have to work some more to be number one. Cheeto has done such hard work <laughs> to be number one intern. But but we don't rank. We don't rank interns at Central. But Tulamo's number three, but we don't sure. rank. <laughs> anyway, so, so Dan, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, so obviously I'm from Scotland. I grew up in a Christian family, and I was very fortunate in that regard. Um so as a a child i had the opportunity to attend church and was surrounded by good community however you know as i entered high school um you know distractions come about and um i got caught up in certain things you know the idea of popularity having a reputation you know being cool and you know the other pressures that come with just being a teenager um these things kind of took hold of my life and my direction got a little bit lost and um I found myself, you know, grappling with a few issues as we all do and uh, getting to some, you know, difficult points. But there was a turning point for me, especially in my second last year of high school. I don't know what that would be here for you guys. Um, The grade systems, I know, are a bit different. Grade 11. Grade 10. Second last year, grade 11. Grade 11, I think, yeah. So at about that stage... um, I was attending a funeral and um, the woman who had died, like she was kind of, there was a list getting read out of all the good things she'd done and all the bad things too in her life, you know. And uh, in that moment, I had a, you know, a picture in my head of standing before God and Mm. just, you know, being accountable before him. And that kind of shook me a bit. I was, yeah, there was a bit of shock. I was like, oh, snap, you know, one day I'm going to need to stand before God and I'm going to have to you know, explain to him what I've done with my life, you know, how I've spent my time. So that, you know, gave me a bit of a kicking. And, um, you know, the next few nights I struggled to sleep, it was was quite difficult for me. And uh, I said to my dad that I was having this problem and he told me to read the Bible. And, um, you know, I kind of smiled at him and said, yeah, right, you know, (laughs) thanks for the advice. I don't (laughs) see how that's going to help. You know, I thought that would have been more of a practical tip. But, um, you know, I, I smiled that off for the next day. But then the next evening I tried it and uh, I kind of r- I read my Bible and I, and I prayed. And, you know, I had that time spent with God, as you would, you know, you know, you would say. And, um, you know, uh, the next few nights my sleep, you know, got better. As I was spending time in God's word, there was a calmness in my mind. I don't know what was preventing me from sleeping, but, you know, it was a sense I was, there was this reassurance I knew you know the 
not the big picture, but I kind of knew who was in control of it. So there was any of the stress or anxiety that I thought probably was stopping my sleep was, you know, tossed off. And um, yeah, that thing that amazes me about that point in time was just the sense of God. He convicted me and then he provided a way for me to grow. Mm. And obviously I'm still in that growing learning process. I've come down to you guys in South Africa and there's a three especially challenging individuals that I'm dealing with at the moment. <laughs> you know, I, I won't name any names because that would just not be biblical, you know. Um, and there's been a bit of a depraved environment, especially oh around Jabu, you know. So I'm going to get a whacking for the roasts after this, but yeah. No oh, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's not gotten any easier and I don't, you know, feel myself getting any, well, I've not got any better per se, but I know... <laughs> You know, the big thing for me is I know where my hope is. I know Amen. that there's security in each stage in life I go through. Mm. And that was the defining thing for me, having hope and reassurance and the unknown. Sure. So, yeah. Ach, man, that's a, it's, it's that beautiful message of um, the, the progressive nature of salvation. You know, so for some people, they heard the gospel and instantaneously they came to faith in Jesus Christ. Um, but for others, you know, they've, they've heard the gospel um, time and time again and um, f for, for some reason just feels like the penny doesn't drop um, but it just takes one moment where the Lord now brings about um, conviction of sin um, and and with it he brings about the revelation of Christ and his finished work um, and he draws you to himself and um, it's really encouraging to just hear different testimonies but, but also hearing how, um, how God specifically you know intentionally draws us to himself in the process of salvation amen i mean i wanted to to ask on a maybe a slighter lighter note um what what is something amazing that you've found about south africa and and then <coughs> something strange or weird that you have found about south africa okay um the things that i found the best of the yeah um the people yeah Talamo's pointing to himself but <laughs> I mean a bit further down the list bro <laughs> nah I'm only I'm only kidding um the weather's been good it's you know it's extremely hot compared to Scotland I've enjoyed that but also the culture I think there's a big emphasis in community mm. and um Scotland's quite you know bubbly and friendly too but there's a more warmer sense here that you know yeah, your relationships can reach a bit deeper, I find. I don't know. I shouldn't mm. insult my own country, but, mm. you know, this, that's been a big, huge thing as a community. Sure. Don't worry, we won't tell the king. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> and weird, um, the roads. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, it's not your guys driving that's the issue. It's just, the you know, the structure. Roads. Yeah, and the roads too, the potholes, I tell you. The <laughs> menaces, um... But, yeah, no, I think that's been a big thing, just the, yeah, the difference, yeah, yeah that, that's a, yes, that's a bit different. Sure, so. sure. Look, we, we, we drove with um, with Daniel from Pretoria um, to Joburg, and I could see him, like, clutching at the seat, you know, trying to show <laughs> that his car, <laughs> uh, you know, my driving was okay, but I could see him, like, just under his breath, you know, praying to God that he would go come back alive. And I mean, I'm a decent, I'm a decent driver. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. had, I've had yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, 
no, 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 no. That was like, the opportunity so, so, to say, so, yes, you're yes, great. Yes, you are, you are great. You are great. You know, I've, we've been on the car with Daniel Mo. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All the way to Gaza then. Uh, we Actually, were praying harder then. This will prove if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But also, uh, um, I'd like to say with, with friends like Isaac, who needs enemies, <laughs> I, I gave you an opportunity to no, uplift my spirit uh, and you shut it down. I, I, don't, I don't press the brakes when you're driving. So Thank you. Yeah, well Thank done, you brother. Like yeah, Thank really you. good. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so maybe maybe Daniel to 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 close with you. Um, what are you hoping um, for for God to to teach you whilst you are here in South Africa? I mean, it's, it's sort of like a broad question. It's not very detailed, but um, but whilst you're here, do you have any ex expectations? Um, what are, what are you hoping to learn? Hoping to leave with th that sort of thing? think probably one of the big things is just the reality of uh, ministry life sure. and this is a good opportunity to experience that and just from what I've heard and what I've seen and a bit of what I've experienced it's not always easy it's mm. a challenge like everything in life but also the dependence in God I think that's a big thing the trust in God with a changing environment uh, changing culture mm. even changing temperature sure. like the challenges that that can bring mentally is you know they're there and just yeah the dependence in God that's required I think for any for living in life in general whether that be ministry or uh, just day-to-day -day life and I think that's one of the big lessons I wanted to take away from this sure. and um, yeah and I know that there'll be lots of other lessons I learned too that I didn't expect to but again that's you know Flight. Uh, you like to have him over for, for lunch or for dinner. He is over that, open mm. to being exposed to many different things. Um, just don't kidnap him. <laughs> we, we want him back. We like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if, mm. if, if you would like to um, have him over for lunch or something like that, um, just, just contact the office or um, contact me directly and we'll be happy to, to set, to set mm. something up. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Great to have you, brother. Cool. It's, it's really good. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. So, so now we're gonna transition um, onto the second segment of of the podcast. We um, last week we looked at um, reading the Bible, uh, devotions, devotions yeah. specifically. Um, but uh, to, to today we we're gonna look a bit more at prayer um, and the importance of prayer. Um, and and really, if 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 you think about just your life as a believer, these these are things that um, must characterize your mm. your daily life it, it, it must be present it must be present in your routines yeah. mm. um i, I think I, th I just don't remember who it was it probably was the spurge because i really like spurgeon <laughs> um and he uh, uh well i won't give it to him but somebody said uh prayer is like the food that we eat Ah, no the bible if the if scripture is food that we eat then prayer is the air that we breathe Sure. Um, so it's it's mm. it's very important um, that you find yourself faithful in prayer, um, because prayer shows that yeah. uh, you, we really aren't autonomous. We really are dependent right. creatures on yeah. God. I mean, um, <coughs> one one of the preachers, uh, I think it was Paul Washer, points out, right, that the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him teaches how to pray mm. even though they have seen him preach they have seen him do miracles sure. they have seen him dealing with uh, different people yeah but 
Um, but the point uh, that Washer was saying is that you you would ask someone uh, about something that you see them do often or do <laughs> well, right? If um, if you come to to Jabu and ask him to uh, teach me how to play saxophone, mm. <laughs> you know, you know. Um <laughs> Uh, but if you ask him, maybe teach me how to play the cajon. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a different thing. And and Jesus' ministry and Jesus' life, even though he was uh, is the son of God, sure. was demarcated by by prayer. Mm-hmm. He would constantly. Th- the gospel tells us that he would constantly withdraw from the crowd. Yes, and and spend long periods of time sure. in in prayer. Um, and so it is fundamental. Yeah. And, 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 and there's something that we see there in, in the sweet fellowship that the father mm. has with the son. The, 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 the desire to constantly be communing together. Um, yeah. the, the, the desire to constantly be in each other's space and fellowship together. I think, I think it's seen in, in, in Christ. And if you think about it, you know, Christ often said, um, he's here to do the will of the Father. Um, mm. Those who know uh, the Son will know the Father, mm. because mm. Um, and he also says, I mean, he he always referred to the Father. You know, I was we we going through um, a twenty-one day challenge uh, with the students, and we're reading through the Gospel of John, and w- one of the things um, that Jesus says there is even even um, um, judgment. God has given him uh, the. Uh, authority to judge to judge mankind it has been given to him by the father it just shows that constant um a fellowship but he says even what he does he does it because he's seen it from the father sure. so it's just that constant you know backing and forth thing mm. because there was sweet mm. communion and sweet fellowship yeah. and then this morning you you were leading us um from um uh, what's his name again Ortland, yes. um dane Ortland, yes. and and in the chapter that um, um, Isaac was leading the the uh, the emphasis was sort of when you look at the cross and and the and the crucifixion of Christ it wasn't just a physical reality but there was also that spiritual and emotional reality there as well and and the point Orton was making was there was this deep hurt in the hearts of Christ as the sins of the world were were put or imputed onto Jesus' account, there's then that separation, that God forsaking God. Mm. And and Orton was making the point that we will never understand the amount mm. of grief and sorrow that filled the hearts of Christ because mm. that was the first time for eternities that sure. he had to ever feel that. Mm. And I mean, even even when physically, you know, he was walking the earth, I mean, we know God is omnipresent, but mm. when he was here in, in the presence uh, or, or, or when he, he was here in bodily form, mm. we know that he still exemplified that unity with the Father as he always went out to pray. Mm. And I think in my own mind, if, if we have been sent on this mission by Jesus mm. to build the kingdom, if, mm. if we have been saved by the Father's love through the atoning work of the Son through the regenerating ministry of the Spirit, then we want to constantly be communing with God so that we are constantly walking in the way that He desires for us to walk. Mm. Like we see, we 
we are growing in Christ-likeness. Christ, as he was going about his mission, was in constant communication with his Father about the mission. Likewise, as we go about our mission, we need to be in constant communication with the Father through the Son about mm. the mission. Amen. I I recently just uh, finished a book by Ian Bounds, Power Through Prayer, and I really would encourage uh, the listeners to read read that book. Um, and I um, I have been really challenged. And and two things uh, I could mention a lot of things that I was challenged about. But there's a quote uh, from that book. Uh, it it reads, "Spiritual work is taxing work, mm. and men are loath to do it. Praying, true praying, costs an outlay of serious attention and of time, which flesh and blood do not relish." Mm. And uh, man, I was I was really challenged to to do that. Uh, to well. Uh, in regarding to it's it's taxing work it's it's hard work mm. we um I, I think he uses the expression we want to just being eased off into heaven <laughs> sure. you know um but true communion with god uh, requires a sacrifice requires us truly yeah waking up early and and spending time and meaningful time even mm. though um is not might not be exactly about the time but time is an element mm. and um sometimes i i i think it's kind of like you need to kind of warm up <laughs> in a sense sure. uh, you know uh, y- you, s- you spend time with god and you want to listen to what he's saying in his his word and and you and you praying and you kind of plowing through and and it takes hard spiritual work sure but it produces great benefits mm. um the intimacy uh, and and that experience mm. and, and in a sense it is a subjective experience but that experience of his presence with you mm. uh other convicting of sin and uh, and like what what could um make a grown person just out of the blue just start you know crying and mm. being convicted uh, by by the spirit uh, because of just the touch of of God and so um uh, prayer is is so so important f- so fundamental um let us uh, spend time with God mm. uh, praying and uh, an- another thing that uh, Ian Bounds mentions is our our short our short prayers in public should be just the outflow of our long tent our long prayers in private mm. so something along along those lines you know um so that uh we we've spent time on our knees and and we've cried out to him mm. and and in public is different mm. <laughs> you, you don't want to be like the pharisees yes. 
these long prayers mm. and it, 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 you know repetitive uh, rep, you know yeah. and Jesus rebukes that yeah. in, in the gospels but um, but in the private mm. in the private mm. man sp- spend time mm. there with him yeah. I think I think it's important that because uh, someone someone can leave that and just say look I'm, I'm a certain alarm I mean Daniel could leave here now saying I'm a certain alarm and I'm gonna pray for an hour um, every morning and and that's a w um i mean it's it's <laughs> it's easy to become legalistic that's and true. and and now say um martin luther once said before he starts his day when he knows he's got much going on he spends three hours in prayer right. which means that's the standard i must spend three hours in prayer um and, and I, I don't think the point mm. is is about the quantity of hours i, I think the point mm. is about the quality of time in prayer sure. um, i think i think it, it has to be moments of I'm just being intimate with my Savior. And when you think about Bible reading, I mean, Bible reading is, is the revelation of God to man. So we're hearing from God. But if we say we love God, God so desires to hear from us as well. So prayer is, is the other part of communication. Communication is not one-sided. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's two people speaking to each other. God mm. has spoken to us through the revelation of His Word. And so He wants to hear from us through us praying. And God really desires to hear um, um, what's in our hearts. I mean, He knows it already, mm. and yet He still wants to hear it right. because He knows its benefits for us um, uh, spiritually. Like yeah, our, our sanctification yeah. fails; mm. it falls in the absence of prayer. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, d- Jesus. I mean, we were going through um, this morning um, w- with the interns, just thinking of different different things we needed for for ministry. And one of them was prayer. And Jesus says to the disciples, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. And the less time we spend talking to God in prayer, mm. the more vulnerable we are to the schemes of the evil mm. one. But it's also important to note that prayer, as much as it is, it is this intimacy, as much as it is this sacred and sweet thing that we enjoy with our Savior, it's also a command. Mm. <laughs> we, we we are commanded to pray right. without season. It's right. it's an imperative. So so if if you find yourself not praying much in the day, then you actually are living in disobedience. Mm. That's that's mm. we, sure. we we need to think about it that way. That yeah. God actually commands us to not just say a prayer in the morning, in the evening, and when we eat, yeah. but to be constantly in that attitude of prayer. Pray mm. every time. Pray before important yeah. things. Yeah. I'll, I'll, this is a silly example, but I found it to be true. I am the worst player on the field on Mondays when I don't pray. Sure. Um, so two Mondays ago, um, we've, we were playing, and I think two Mondays ago it was game eight. And for f- years, eight of eight, I didn't pray before I played. I just... Rust, grabbed my soccer boots, went to the field and played. And I had eight horrible games. In fact, this was probably my worst season playing soccer Monday nights. Mm. Week nine, which was the last game week, I, s- I said, man, I haven't prayed in a while. Because I, I used to have this habit in the car driving to the field, I would pray. I prayed to God and I asked him, I mean, I said, God, this is not a silly thing. I'm about to go play soccer. Would you be with me? May I be a testimony in the way that I play? Uh, may you guard my lips from not saying anything I shouldn't say? Mm. Um, may I be a, a blessing and encouragement to the team? Man, had my best game. Mm, mm. <laughs> best best game of I mean, it was one. <laughs> one good game of eight. <laughs> so mm. so I mean look, I'm I'm not saying yeah. that every time I pray, ah yes, every time I pray I'm gonna be the best player on the field. Mm. 
but but my heart's disposition will be different in the field. Um, yeah. I, I won't respond in the flesh because I've spent, I've had communion with God and I've asked Him to to help me reflect Christ on the field. And, and that's what I want. I want the people who watch me play say that there's something different about me. Um, and it's not just that I'm the best player on the field, mm-hmm. um, but it's that my attitude reflects something of Christ. Um, and it, you, you mentioned changes your disposition, and it truly is. I, I know, um, and our spouses know us, knows us so well. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when we have like, when I'm short fused, mm. you know, um, and like you know that we maybe have some silly arguments. Mm. And she's like, "Have you prayed today? <laughs> Have you spent time with God today?" Because sure. it really, it truly reflects on on how we act. How um, you're more patient, you're more thoughtful, um, you you are more effective in in how you <coughs> uh, you do your work. You know, um, prayer is is really a, a game changer you know mm-hmm. um, another uh, quote from Ian Bounds talking to men for God is a great thing but talking to God for men is greater still you will never talk well and with real success to men for God who has not learned well how to talk to God for men just mm. in terms of interceding for people uh, yesterday we were with the interns and and we we were talking about pastoral care and pastor eric was saying pray pray for those difficult people (laughs) in your church (laughs) make the prayer lists and pray and pray for them because that's that softens our hearts uh, towards them it it reveals that well i i'm in need of god they they also in need of God, sure. Um, and and so, um, pray, pray, pray. Sure. I think that's that's in, at least in my mind, it, it got me thinking of a different categories. So, as a collective, nothing unites us as a country, South Africans. This is what determines, <laughs> not determines, <laughs> determines. <laughs> us as South Africans, beloved South Africans, mm. we are united by complaining about our government. Mm. Nothing unites us like complaining about our government and complaining say, about load shedding. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's combined. Com- yeah. <laughs> no, we th- when we think of load shedding, we think about our government. Mm. When we think about the portals, we think about our government. Uh, when we think about service delivery, we think about our government. Mm. But the question is, if you if we put all your complaints on a scale, will they are they outweighed by your prayers? So do you pray more for the government than you complain about the government? Sure. Um, think about uh, that person at work who frustrates you, um, or that family member who frustrates me, or even that church member who frustrates you, who makes you angry. Do you slander them? Do you gossip about them more than you pray for them? Mm. Think about your job. Mm. The hours are, are horrible. 
um, you you despise going to that place. It 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 just makes your heart weary and you're always discouraged. Do you pray more about it or do you find yourself complaining and sucking that this is where you find yourself? And and I think that's that's a good uh, barometer for us to search our hearts and see. Mm. Sure. Is there a correct understanding of actually the sovereignty of God and the dependency of us on Him? Um, uh, the dependency of man toward God is seen in how much we pray to God, um, and I think the our level of prayer must increase. It, it 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 must increase. I mean, we talk more about you know Christ must increase and I must decrease. Talking mm-hmm. about you know I want to reflect Christ in more of my life. I want to value Christ in more of my life. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that if you're not praying. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. so I mean I, I do want to encourage us to at least have this mindset of we must pray and we must pray often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to just uh, uh, wrap things up, um, I want to just encourage you to um, maybe if you if you don't have an active prayer life, mm. uh, very practically, I would encourage you to to make a list. Mm. All right, make make a, a list uh, of of things that um, are on your heart in the sense of. For example, maybe family members that do not know Christ yet, uh, pray pray for your household, uh, husband, wife, children, um, and, and then go from like inward, outward. Pray pray for the church. Pray mm. pray for the elders and pastors and and leaders. Uh, pray for the church in Pretoria, the church in South Africa. Mm. Uh, pray for our missionaries, uh, and pray for the church abroad the church in ukraine in syria mm. uh in turkey in russia uh, you know um so make a list and and you know one if if you haven't started you you may think how in the world you know we 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 throw we threw the numbers there how could someone pray for an hour or or pray for for uh two hours or whatever um you you start small you start start with list and 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 um start maybe even before you start asking um confession uh there's thanksgiving there's uh just adoration come come to the lord and 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 worship him adore him for who he is before mm-hmm. you start asking things uh you know there is an acronym acts mm. uh that you could use as a guidance adoration confession thanksgiving and supplication mm. um and so but but really encourage you to uh, make a decision to make uh, your prayer life a priority sure so how can you start or how can you grow in your in your prayers by praying um, you become <laughs> a better prayer <laughs> by praying more um, there's there's no secret formula you mm. don't need to go to bible college Mm-mm. you don't need to attend a seminar or a workshop the only way you become a better prayer is by actually praying um, i want to encourage you with some verses as we close first one hebrews 4 verse 16 it says approach the throne of grace with confidence mm. Not with shame, not with fear, 
uh, maybe just as a quick aside, I know it should be done. Um, but if, if you think about uh, the high priest who would enter into the Holy of, Holy of Holies, I share this with the youth, it's really encouraging. The high priest would go in there and, and, and what they would have, they would have on the, around the ankles a bell. And on that bell was a string that went out into uh, the, the, the temple courtyard. And what would happen is if that bell stopped ringing, it meant that the high priest had something wrong happened in the Holy of Holies and God had struck him down. And that would mean the bell had stopped ringing and the only way they could bring him out is they couldn't go inside. Because if they went inside, struck down as well. So they'd pull him out by pulling the rope with his ankle. So the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies with this fear that if something went wrong, he could get struck down. But what we have in, in, in Hebrews is because of Jesus Christ, mm. our perfect high priest, mm. we can enter the very throne room of God with confidence because our sins have been atoned for. Amen. Because of the righteousness of Christ that has been covered, that has covered us, we can go into the throne room of grace and it says, so that we may receive mercy and find grace for help at our time of need. So you can come to God without fear. You can come with God with reverence, with, with confidence that he will hear you as your father and he will answer your prayers um, in accordance to his will. So a few more verses um, and I'll close. Uh, I'll close with, uh, let's see, Matthew. All right. Philippians 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Colossians 4 verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Psalm 145 verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Uh, Ephesians 6 verse 18. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Acts 2.42 And they devoted themselves, the early church, to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. James 5.13 Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Finally, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Amen. So I hope that this episode encourages you to, to pray. And you, you hear some of the biblical basis. Um, uh, and even as Jabu said, just obedience <laughs> really to what, what God uh, is saying. So maybe Jabu, you can pray for us. Even at this time. So God, we we want to first thank you for that the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Thank you that because he was the lamb without blemish, because he was the lamb who took away our sins, because he was the lamb that was slain and in three days was risen, that we now can come with confidence to the throne room of grace. The great high priest, Jesus Christ, had sprinkled his own blood on the mercy seat of God that we might have access to him. The curtain has been torn from top to bottom, meaning we now again have access to him. So God, help us. Help us to be faithful in prayer. Help us to be obedient in prayer. And Lord, won't you help us to pray? Lord, help us to look at the model in which the disciples came to you and say, 
and said, uh, Rabbi, teach us. Won't you teach us to pray? And then you said, uh, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, I pray that you'd help us to look at the model of Jesus and how he taught his disciples to pray, but also help us to look at the life of Jesus and how he was so faithful in prayer. So God, I pray for everyone who's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Lord, help them to grow in their desire for communion with yes, you. Yes. And I pray that their prayer life would improve. For this we ask, even as we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture, and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture, we are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men. Our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men.